What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Investing with Nosh. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And today I have a treat for you guys. Today we're going to be talking about, you know, the small ways to get to wealth. So mainly my emphasis is going to be on this one important concept. Now it's mentioned a lot, but I want to go into more grave detail about it. So when you have a set of money, You want to save and or invest 10% of your money, right? You want to save one-tenth of your income. Now, this important concept I've actually learned from The Richest Man in Babylon. It's a really great book. It just talks about the different stories at a time, you know, before everything came about. And it just talks about some of the money principles used back then that can be used today. One of the big ones is, like I mentioned in my other episode, was having your money work for you. So, what this 10% was so valuable about that is you're putting this money away, you don't touch it. See, where a lot of us, we we fall short is that we either, we spend this money that we had saved up or we don't do it consistently. So now we live in a digital age, right? Got the internet, social media, everything like that. So, It's so easy now to actually save money. You can just have your checking account and you can set up an automatic transfer from your checking account actually to your savings. Every time you get paid, every week, every month, whatever works for you, whatever fits your your bill, right? So you basically, you save this 10%, right? And over time, it's gonna grow for you. See, the bad things now is the interest rates are really low. The Fed or the Federal Reserve has cut interest rates. So... You're not, even in a a usual savings account, let's say a Wells Fargo or Bank of America, you're going to get like 0.0001 of interest into your account. So that's really not a lot of money, you know, and that's the issue. So even in a high yield savings account, let's say the interest rates are up, you're probably going to get maybe at max, I don't know, 2%, right? So that, so... If you can't tell, savings accounts aren't cutting it. You're not going to get the bank for your buck. You might get in a high yields account, maybe 20 some odd dollars, you know, every year. That's not going to cut it. Okay. So why, why do I bring up saving? I bring up saving because one, you want to create the habit, right? It's important to create that. Most people don't understand that. Even if it's, as I said, one tenth, 10%. If you make a million dollars, you save a hundred thousand. If you make a thousand dollars, you're going to save a hundred. If you make a hundred dollars, you're going to save 10. So on and so forth. So I mentioned saving because I want you guys to get in the habit of actually putting your money to the side. Then once you have your money to the side, as mentioned in the book, Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Klassen, have your money work for you. Have your money go and make more money. So first, you want to create a three to six month emergency fund. This is important because life throws so many things at you. And you never know when an emergency is going to come up. Your car goes down. You lose your job. You see what the unemployment rates are currently right now. You don't know what life's going to throw at you. Let's be honest. So to aid that, to prevent that from happening, create a three to six month emergency fund for all your bills, your rent, your utilities, you name it, your light bill, your cable bill, your streaming bill, your Netflix, your Hulu. ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, whatever. You want to create 
that three to six month emergency fund. Now, once you create that, then you want to pay off any high leverage debt that you have. See, this is where many people mess up. People go and make purchases on the credit card, which is okay to have a credit card, but you have to use it wisely. You want to create a rule for yourself where you don't spend no more than 33%. You really don't want to spend to, to prevent the interest from accumulating. You really don't want to spend more than what you can afford in the month. You know, simple purchases like gas, stuff like that are good to put in your credit card, especially when you're young because you want to build your credit. Your credit allows you to get an apartment or a house, different things like that. Most people go above and beyond. They go and they go buy the newest pocketbook or the newest Jordans or the newest you know, phone that's $1,500 that you really don't need. So, so that, that's really the issue now. Everything is, is glorified. Like you have to have the newest thing out, the newest gadget, gadget, whatever is out. It's not necessarily true. Really, you just need stuff that help you get you by. You know, as long as it works for you, you don't really need that stuff. You know, essentially, you're just making the company rich. Let's, let's be honest. You're just making them more rich, making them create more profit. So, with your credit card, very important, it has high leverage debt. Most are between 15% to probably 20-25% in interest. So, any recurring balance you have is going to accumulate interest on the account. So, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to pay it off. So, really, a good rule of thumb is to spend no more than 33%. But really, in, that, in actuality, you don't want to spend more than what you can afford in that month of payment. Just being honest there. So once you pay off the high leverage debt, okay, then what? So once you pay off the high leverage debt, you want to start investing your money, having it work for you. And I'm going to talk a little, I'm going to delve more into that. But first, I have this site up. It's called appsurban.org. I want to talk to you guys about the racial, I mean, sorry, not sorry, not racial, about the ethnic wealth disparities that are persisting in our country currently. Now, these are numbers from 63, 1963 and 2016, but still very relevant because it hasn't really went anywhere. So families of colors will soon make up the majority of the population, but most continue to fall behind whites in building wealth. So in 1963, the average wealth of white families was 121,000 higher than the average wealth of non-white families. By 2016, the average wealth of white families was 919000 which was over $700,000 higher than the average wealth of black families, 140000 and of Hispanic families, 192000 So basically, to put that in another way, discounting the numbers, a white family's wealth was seven times greater than a black family's wealth and five times greater than Hispanic family wealth in 2016. So now you guys may be asking, well, where does this wealth divide or where does this wealth inequality come from? So one, it comes from a lot of whites or even people that are billionaires. They have a lot of assets. So how do they get those assets? They get those assets through, again, to reiterate, having their money work for them. They go and they buy other companies. That's what stocks are, basically. You're buying another piece of a company. You own a small portion of another company, something that you believe in. And most millionaires or billionaires does this. Great assets today are stock market and real estate investing. Those are, has always been the most dominant ones. You have different ones coming up now like crypto, which I said I'd be talking about on my podcast. I'm still learning about it. I'm still getting into it. We'll see. It's going towards digital currency. 
we'll see where it goes in a, in a couple of decades from now, right? But the real ones still today and probably will be for the next century and plus is stocks and real estate. So now real estate is kind of hard to get into, right? You need some capital. You need some, some money up front to get into it, right? So most people put 3.5% down, you know, on a house, but usually if you're doing really good, you want to put 25 to 30% down. So even if you can't buy real estate, after you complete it, saving the three to six emergency fund, paying off your high leverage debt, start reading about real estate. Find out about it. The math isn't really that hard. It's basic algebra math. You know, it's probably gonna be the easiest math you do outside of, you know, even high school. High school, you learn what? Um, Pre-calculus, trigonometry, you know, um, pre-calculus, calculus, like, you know what I'm saying? You learn a bunch of math, unless you're going into that industry of engineering or something in that field, you're not gonna ever use again. That's where a lot of people are turned off. I digress. So, once you do those two things, you wanna start reading more about this. If you don't want to read, then listen to an audible book on Amazon. They have a bunch of stuff on that. But the biggest thing with real estate is that you're going to create an asset for yourself because you'll be able to put some money down. You'll be going in debt, but you'll be going in good debt. And I'm going to talk about that later, good debt and bad debt. I'm going to talk about that in another episode. But just to be brief, you're going to go in good debt because you're going to eventually, after a year, rent out the place. Someone's going to pay you rent to stay there. And then you can go, if you're able to, pay down your mortgage in the house. And then once you're able to pay it down, you have all that free cash flow coming in every single month. And that's what another um, millionaire, Robert Kiyosaki, talks about, talks about in his book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. talks about creating cash flow and getting out of the rat race. So as you see, even during the pandemic, we've a lot of people have lost their jobs. So a lot of employment is at probably as high as it's been in a while. So I say that to say, once you do those two things, you want to get into real estate. If you can't afford it just yet and you're still learning it, then in the stock market, they have REITs. A REIT is a real estate investment trust. Basically, you can think of it as these are companies that own real estate that have to pay you a dividend, which is a payment for owning, excuse me, some of the stock in the company. So some popular ones are O, which is realty income. They own some of the fast foods like Taco Bell and um, Dollar Trees, different things like that. So every month they pay out a dividend or a payment for you owning the stock. So like I said, if you don't have the money to get into real estate, it's really good to get into a REIT. They have REITs that do um, commercial buildings. They have REITs that do businesses. They have REITs that do um, food, you know. They have REITs that do senior housing. They have REITs that do apartments. It's all over. You just have to do your due diligence and figure out what works best for you. So if you don't want to get in the hassle of a tenant, of plumbing late at night, of something happening, then invest in a REIT. And then last but not least, this is where the investing comes in. Invest into a stock, right? They were like, I don't know anything about stocks. Okay, that's fine. So there's a bunch of, nowadays, you have robo-advisors. Robo-advisors is basically a company that will do the investing for you. A prominent one now is Acorns. So basically, you could think of it as a savings account 
kind of on steroids. Why I say that? I say that because basically, whatever you get paid, just have a certain amount. Like I said, the automatic transfer you have, let's say you do $10 a week. This is what I currently do with Acorns. So you do $10 a week, basically you're going to get your money spread all the way out. They're going to invest into different ETFs. ETFs, like I said in my other episode, is an exchange-traded fund. You're basically going to get a broad diversification, which is really good when you're just starting. So you put your money in there, they're going to put it in like five or six different ETFs. I think it's like VOO, IJR, and then it's a few other ones that they just changed. But if you go on Acorns, you can see the other ones that, um, that they invest in. So basically, every month, you'll get paid, even if it's a small fraction, dividend from the two bonds that they have an account, depending on, sorry, beginning, depending on the account that you choose. So they have a conservative, a moderately conservative, um, aggressive, a moderately aggressive, I think, like an ultra conservative one, I believe. So you can pick out of those, whatever fits your bill, if you want to do, I think, um, moderately conservative is like 80% bond, I mean, 80% stocks, 20% bonds, aggressive is all in stocks. Um, I think conservative is 60-40 ratio, um, 60 stocks. Um, no, 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 there's moderate. Moderate is 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and then the conservative one is probably mostly bonds. So whatever fits your bill. And like I said, a bond is just basically you giving your money either to an entity or government, and they're paying you interest on the money that they owe you. It's basically what a bond is. So you put your money into that, it invests it, whatever works for you, and then every month you're going to get a dividend from the bonds or whichever portfolio you do. If you do the one um, moderately aggressive or moderate and down, then you'll get a dividend every month from the bonds. If you're going to do um, if you're going to do the aggressive portfolio, you get one quarterly. Quarterly is every three months. Every three months you'll get a dividend from the VOO, the IJR, and the other ones in the portfolio. So like I said, do the ones that work best for you. But this is really good because one, they have an account now where you can create it for your kids. So let's say you have a kid. He was just born. He's a year old. So this account you can create from, I think it's like a $3 fee every month. And like I said, they're a robo-advisor. So if you don't want to do the work, this is really good. You put your money into it. And then when your kid wants to go to college, or let's say they don't want to go to college after high school, if they want to, I don't know, see the world, if they want to start their own business, whatever. They'll have that money you put away for them every single week of $10. Which earns more interest than a savings account. So that's my whole point, guys. This is why I bring up saving and investing 10% of your income. You do the first two things first. You create the emergency fund in three, six months. You pay off your high leverage debt and then you invest it, right? So like I said, there are many ways to do this. Acorns is a good one. If you don't really want to do any of the work, you want to just put your money on autopilot if you do want to do the work, another good one for beginning investors because the platform is so easy to use is Robinhood. I personally use Robinhood as well. I'll leave my link in the description for the Acorns account, which I believe you get a free $5 if you sign up, and then a free stock for Robinhood. I'll leave those um, in the description below. So Robinhood is really interface friendly for beginners. And like I said, when you're just starting out, just put in the ETF, VOO, VTI, BYM, these are all good stocks, I mean, all good ETFs to put your money into. Allow your money to really work for you. They have really high returns, usually around 7 8% adjusted for inflation. So Robinhood, you know, sometimes they're faulty with, um, they have a high trading volume, it'll kind of move a little slower, but overall, they're pretty good. You'll get a free stock. If you recommend a friend, you get another free stock. 
So if you want to get more into it, Robinhood is a, is a good answer to go. If you want to go autopilot, then Acorns is your way to go. But I brought up the disparity just to show you guys that you really have to have discipline. Um, there's a lot of things that are out there trying to get your money. You got streaming services, you got companies, all kind of stuff, always aiming to get your money. You have to be disciplined in knowing what your goals are and knowing what you're really trying to achieve. If you're trying to achieve retirement at 50 or 60, or if you're trying to achieve retirement in FIRE, which is financial independence, retire early. It really just depends on you. You have to have that discipline to put your money away, at least one-tenth of your income, every single time you get paid, and you're going to start to see the benefits. And really, start at a young age. And any knowledge you're able to gain from this, share with others. Because so many of us try to you know, get the, get the newest items, get the newest fashion, newest shoes, newest car. It's not necessary. For a car, something gets you point A to point B. Who cares? This is why you see such a big um, ethnic disparity in wealth. Most of the time, wealth, wealthy people, look at what they wear. Wear the basic t-shirt, basic shoes, basic pants. Look at Warren Buffett, an investing guru. He's lived in the same house, I believe, for like 40 or 50 years. Drives the same car. You know, it's the same added story. So if you really want wealth for your family, you want to stop struggling. You want to stop seeing your mom struggling. You want to stop seeing other people struggle. Really manage your time and manage your finances. You know, this is important. This is not talked about in school at all. This is not talked about. So you got to take it upon yourself. Like I said, I'm going to be your aide there. If you tune into my podcast, I'm going to talk about different financial stuff. My own journey, you know, how I'm doing what I'm doing at my young age of 22. But it is important to save and invest 10% of your income. Remember that. It's okay to say no. That's another thing you guys got to understand. It's okay to say no to something new. It's okay to say no to going out. For a weekend. I mean, currently right now we're in a pandemic. So it's okay. You know, 2020 is canceled. You really have um, three more months starting October. That's it. You got three months. And you'll be good. You know, we'll be in 2021. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But if you're young, you got all your life to party, have fun. You know, just be about your grind now. Whatever you enjoy, your passion is. Everyone says go to college. I'm in college currently now too. College is cool. But what's your passion? Find your passion. And then when you do that, you find something you're passionate about and you're able to get paid and make lots of money. You know, whether that's YouTube, podcast, whatever. Whatever your passion is, art. Put that 10% away. Save one-tenth of your income. I guarantee if you do that, you will reap the, you will reap the benefits and the dividends along the line. Trust me. And you would thank yourself later for it. So again, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Um, appreciate you guys and all the support and I'll see you guys on the next episode. You guys have a good one.